This is Midlife Mastery, session number nine. Welcome to the Midlife Mastery Podcast, where getting control of your time, your money, and your life are the keys to an amazing second act. If living authentically matters to you, then you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Peter Fritz. This episode is brought to you by Fizzle. I've been crapping on about Fizzle for the last oh, six, seven, eight episodes, I guess. But uh, seriously, this podcast and the website midlifetribe.com would not have happened without those guys. So if you would love to create an independent small business that rewards you financially for doing something that you enjoy, it doesn't really matter what it is, then go check out the guys at Fizzle. Uh, just go to midlifetribe.com slash fizzle and you can try them out for five, week, five weeks for free. That means you'll have full access to their nine stage roadmap, their entire course library, their fantastic founder stories, which are interviews with other successful online entrepreneurs and offline as well. Um, best of all, you've got access, of course, to their online community of other Fizzle members who are there to support and encourage you too. So if you would love to have a stab at doing something that you actually love doing and have complete control over it yourself, then I'd recommend giving Fizzle a go. You'll uh, be able to try them out for five weeks for nothing. Just go to midlifetribe.com slash Fizzle. All right. Today, what I'd like to talk about is something uh, that has plagued me pretty much forever, and that is finding more time. Uh, obviously, you can't find more time because each of us get 24 hours in a day from a homeless bum living on the street doing nothing to uh, the president of the most powerful country in the world. Each of us have got 24 hours, and it's a question, of course, as, of course, of what we do with it. But I'm not talking about productivity here today. What I'm going to be talking about is how I found time for me, just for me, because it's so easy, especially once you're in this age group, to have so many things tugging at you every day, whether it's work, house, kids, school runs, sports after school. Um, there's so, so many things to deal with that just finding time for yourself is hard. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. I'm 49 now, but when I was 34, I had a heart attack. I just finished an 18-hour stint in front of my computer trying desperately to satisfy the biggest pain-in-the-butt client. He was a real piece of work, this guy. What I remember is laying there in bed, too tired to think straight, too alert to sleep. This was a common problem I had. I mean, I used to work 24 hours straight quite often back in those days. I remember lying there with my mind a mess of conflicting thoughts and worries. I had financial pressures at the time and they were mounting up. My hard work just didn't seem to be making any kind of a difference. And as I was laying there trying to calm myself, I was struck by the sudden pain running down my left arm, which extended up to my chest. Within seconds, breathing became a real struggle. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, <clears throat> but it is terrifying. As stupid as it sounds, my greatest fear was actually waking the rest of the family. We had two little girls back then, a newborn and an 18-month-old. So I dragged myself out of bed and staggered into the lounge room, clutching my chest as I walked. What followed was this terrifying realisation that everything I'd done to this point might soon amount to nothing. This might be my last night, I thought. My kids might grow up without a father. I was really scared. As luck would have it, though, I didn't die that night, obviously. The pain went away, and I was grateful for my near miss. That day, I checked into a clinic where they performed a battery of tests. Yes, it was a heart attack. Not enough to kill me, but a dire warning to make some changes in my life. 
When I returned home, I emailed my client and I told him that I wouldn't work for him any longer. Strangely, he threatened to sue me, (laughs) but in a meeting soon after with him him and his colleagues, I showed him up for the callous prick that he was and his plan was quickly dismissed. As luck would have it, he later became the subject of a sweeping class action where he lost everything. The big fancy house in Brighton, the house on Hamilton Island, his wife, his kids, everything basically. As my dad always says, every dog has its day. Within a week of this lesson, I vowed to change my life. I worked less, I took more breaks, I didn't measure my success by how little sleep I took. I started making time for me. Over time, I worked less on the weekends, and I took heed of the warning signs when things started to head south. Sometimes I'd turn off my computer and head into the countryside to work. Just a pen, a notebook, and my thoughts. In fact, when I think about it now, some of the best work that I've done in the past has come out of this practice, and it's something I try to do from time to time today. I remember years ago I had to come up with a new software solution that was fairly complex and really something that I hadn't um, constructed before. So for a week I drove up to a location a couple of hundred kilometres from home, uh, a lake out there in the countryside, and as I would drive up there I'd record my thoughts and ideas on a voice recorder and then I'd spend the rest of the day up there sitting on a park bench looking out over the water and transcribing those thoughts and then assembling them into what ultimately became a software solution. It was a fantastic way to work, and you know, really I should do that more often. Back then I also made it a habit to get at least seven hours sleep a night. Today I'm usually in bed by about 10, so I tend to rise before dawn. I reckon this is a special time to be up. The brain tends to be clear, creativity is at its peak for a lot of us, and I reckon magic tends to happen. There's also a beautiful psychological benefit to starting your day when the rest of the neighbourhood is asleep. It feels like you have an advantage that no one else has, and I tend to do my best work at this time. If you're running a side gig, like I always have since I was pretty much a kid, working on it first thing in the morning also takes the pressure off the rest of your day. You've already worked on something you care about, so your mindset is much more relaxed about the tasks that you need to tackle in your day job. Sometimes when pressure builds... I down tools and I head out for a walk. I think the benefits of this are threefold. First of all, it gets the body moving, which means more circulation to the heart and to the brain, and that's obviously a good thing. Second, it provides a change of scenery. This alone reminds you that your life doesn't exist inside a computer screen, but out there in the real world. And third, it brings you back to nature, where all of us really belong. The breeze in your face and the sun on the back of your neck tend to nourish the body and lift the spirits. You get out of your head and back into your body, a key element of meditation. Problems tend to get solved in ways that really can't be achieved by dwelling on them, and the subconscious takes over to deliver solutions as if by magic. When you're on a plane and they perform the safety demonstration routine, they always tell you to grab an oxygen mask for yourself before assisting anyone else. Your life, as a parent, a partner or somebody's son or daughter, is just the same. If you don't make time for yourself, you'll be no good to anyone. And any client who emails you at three in the morning and blasts you for not responding doesn't deserve your time. Make time for yourself. You only have one life, remember. And the last thing you want to die with is the regret that you didn't live it to the fullest. I hope you never experience a heart attack or anything as dramatic as that to wake you up to the fragility of life and the impermanence of it. It's a cliche, of course, that life is short, 
But of course, like most cliches, they tend to be true. So if you don't find time for yourself on a regular basis, it's not just that you're risking your health and your life. It's that you're risking the quality of the life that you're living and the value that all the work that you're putting in brings to your life. If you're in a constant state of panic and chasing some illusionary outcome only to jump then to the next task in search of another illusionary outcome, you're really going to miss the whole thing. It's like Alan Watts said that um, people tend to treat life as a pilgrimage where there is a destination at the end, some grand destination at the end. He said that life can be compared more to the analogy of music, that the point of music is not to reach the end of the song. The purpose of dancing is not to reach a particular position on the floor. The purpose of it is to dance while the music is playing. The point of the dance is the dance itself. And it's the same with life. I mean, the purpose of life is not to reach some magical, mythical destination at the end where you receive, you know, a chest full of medals and a gold star on your forehead and a pat on the back and, you know, all that kind of thing. It's really about dancing while the music is playing. So make time for yourself. It's important. That's it from me. Thanks again for listening to Midlife Mastery. Uh, if you haven't already gotten yourself a copy, I've got a free download for you over at midlifetribe.com slash 15 ideas. It's a 60-odd page, full-color landscape format book called 15 Ideas for Midlife Mastery. A lot of people have downloaded this book already and they love it. It's a great way to kickstart your journey onto Midlife Mastery. Go and grab that. It's midlifetribe.com forward slash 15 ideas. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to the show. And if you could leave a rating and an honest review, it really helps others to find the show. You can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Midlife Tribe. Till next week, thanks for listening. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. For more ideas on creating the perfect second act, go to midlifetribe.com and learn how to master your time, your money, and your life.